going to be showing a few of them. If you haven't seen them, go to our website, check them out. How many knew we had a website? How many have been to the website? All right, check it out. There's always what's going on in the church on there, and also uh, the audio sermons and those videos. There's things you can show to your friends, to your family, tell them about our church, and that's why we've got the stuff up, and we're always appreciative to Chris and Laura for all the videos they've done. So I want to keep showing them so people know. Well, we're going to get into the Word this morning, but as you leave, uh, the ushers will be handing these out. We've got the new uh, bulletin for this month. We've got a lot going on. Please get this and mark your calendars and write it down and know what's going on. So there's no reason to be saying when was this and why to miss it, and I didn't know. We're doing this in a month in advance. So it's everything that's going on in June from today on to the end of the month. So a couple of uh, awesome things we've got going on is uh, two weeks from this morning, we'll be starting a revival with Pastor Gould, amen, from Phoenix, Arizona. And he's a mighty man of God who started the, the work in the Congo. And from there, lots of works have gone out. He's an awesome, awesome man of God, and he's one of my heroes. And I can't wait to, for him to get here. He's going to bless us like you can't imagine. So that's Sunday through Wednesday, the 16th through the 19th. We'll also be having a discipleship that weekend with him. And then another thing, we've got a baptism this month. Outreach next Saturday for Vacation Bible School. Amen. So as you go out today, please grab some more of those VBS cards. This is going to be our first year of doing Vacation Bible School. And it's going to be not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the 12th through the 14th, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we're going to try to reach some kids. Amen. And behind those kids come families. So we need volunteers for that. So after service this morning, if you want to help us and we need your help, we'd ask you just to stay for a couple minutes we're not going to have a meeting today. We're just going to give you a quick breakdown and then tell you when the next meeting is. There'll be two more meetings before that actually starts. And one will be this Saturday coming up after the outreach. And the outreach will be at 11. And then after that, we'll have a meeting of strategy for an hour, hour and a half to go over what we're going to be doing with the kids. And then we'll have another one that ninth, which is on here uh, that Sunday before, so we can have our ducks in a row and know what we're doing with the kids and hopefully reach a lot of kids this summer. Amen? How many are excited about that? All right. Praise God. Just tell your faces this morning. Amen. And then uh, everything else is on here, so make sure you get one of these. These cost money. Amen? That's why we're doing them. So let's use them. Amen? We're, we're trying to improve things, but if we're not going to use them, we're not going to waste the money on them. Amen? So let's use them. Put them on our fridge. Put them in the car. Put them wherever you can see them so you know what's going on. Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Daniel this morning. I want to continue this morning. Uh, I don't know how long I'll continue, maybe another month. I don't know. I'm just, just taking things from the series of being a fan or a follower of God, of Jesus Christ. And I want to continue to bring out things that a follower has as qualities. And uh, this morning, as Pastor Andrew said, uh, believe with us that by the time this revival comes, we'll be able to have all the chairs. Pray with us that uh, those brown chairs will disappear. Amen. I've got them on Craigslist for sale. And I've got somebody interested in them. A church is looking for them for their youth group. So please pray with me today that we'll sell those today. That'll help go towards it. Uh, we're trying to build a Sunday school room back here as well so we can break up our nursery from 0 to 3 and 3 to 5 and uh, continue to, to improve everything we're doing. Amen? So how many are glad you're sitting in those nice seats? If they feel kind of hard, they've got to break them in. Amen? So don't, don't think they're not comfortable. If they don't make them hard, if they make them soft in the beginning, they won't last. 
So those things have a lifetime warranty. So uh, we're going we're gonna to be blessed with them. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm half excited. I'll be all excited. Yeah, Paul, you're up there in your seat. Amen. But I still see them brown ones back there. I'm going to be happy when I see the whole place full of chairs. One color. Amen. So let's be faithful on that. Like, I, like he said, if you can't get it into this week or next week, we'll take it all through the month. We just got to recover that money that we're spending on it. And uh, just, be, just be open with God and say, God, I'm struggling with this. And, and say, Lord, put it in my hand. And he will. Amen. He'll put it in your hand. I know lots of people have already given, and we thank you for that. And uh, we need to also put baskets on the bottom of them and uh, things for envelopes in the back. And that's stuff that will come down the road as well. Daniel chapter 5, if you'd open up to there. How many found it this morning? Father, we ask you to touch this word this morning. We ask you to open our hearts and our minds. This is an important moment of the day, of the week, that we would listen to your word and hear your word. And God, give us a, a mind to hear this morning. If we're going through something this morning, let us shut it off right now. Let us put it to the side and focus on your word because it will take care of every problem we're going through this morning. And Lord, it'll solve every need. It'll take care of every desperate situation because your word is sharper than any two-edged sword this morning. And your word is profitable and, and it's given for scripture and for rebuke and for correction. And it's God inspired this morning and Lord we take this word to heart this morning and we come against every spirit that raises itself up against the knowledge of God and we ask Lord for growth and fruit in this place this morning in the name of Jesus and everybody said amen we've been talking about this the, the the qualities of a fan or a follower and continually trying to put ourselves into a place where we're followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Maybe you're here and you haven't been here for a while or you're visiting or, or you've been missing some services. The whole idea is, uh, just retouching quickly, the idea of that is that a lot of people in the world are fans of Jesus. They're not truly followers, and that is a fact, and it, it, you cannot like it, and it can bother you, and it can, it can uh, affect you or whatever. You can think, well, I don't know where I'm at, and God will show you in his word, but there is a fact that a lot of people in the world say they're believers and their, their fruits and their actions and their walk does not line up with their words. And God, uh, or Jesus Christ in the New Testament was constantly trying to get these people who were religious on the outside right on the inside. And so he was very straightforward with them and he would say things to them to get them to think. And most of the time it would just get them angry instead of getting them to change. And uh, the Lord goes on to say later, one of the sobering thoughts of this whole series is where he goes on to say that in the, in, at, at the judgment seat, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. I laid my hands on the sick and they recovered. And the, and the Bible says that in the end, he will say, depart from me, you doer of iniquity. I knew you not. So we have to be able to abide in the Lord this morning. Amen. It's not a one-time decision that you come up and just say the words, I believe in Jesus Christ. You've got to live what you believe. And you've got to live it every week. You've got to live it every day. Amen. And so I don't want to hear those words from Jesus Christ, I never knew you. I want to hear those words, enter in good and faithful servant. How many want to hear those words? And one of the things you've got to remember as we get into this this morning is you cannot live your life of faith by your feelings. If you don't get anything else out of the Bible, would you please stop living your life by your feelings? 
I'm not preaching on feelings this morning, but I just feel led to say that. I'll say it every service if I have to. Because sometimes I look at your faces and I know you're not feeling it. Well, get past your feelings, amen? It doesn't matter how you feel. God's word does not, is not determined or its power thereof by how you feel. His circumstances are affected by his word. Amen. Your, 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 your thoughts and your fears and your feelings don't affect his word. But his word will affect your thoughts and your feelings and your circumstances. Amen. So we need to get the word of God lined up with us, not us lined up with him. We got to get it right. Too many times we got it backwards. Amen. We're trying to get God to, to make us feel better. And he's saying, hey, just do what my word says. You're going to have some days you're down. You're going to have some days you're, you don't feel like praising me, but do it anyways. I guarantee you when Paul and Silas were in prison, they didn't feel like praising God. Matter of fact, they probably felt a real sore back. Amen. That's what they felt. But they still praised him. We talked on Sunday or Wednesday night about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. We talked about them three mighty, awesome men of God who stood up and said to, to the king Nebuchadnezzar, you can throw us in the fiery furnace, but it doesn't matter. Whether God chooses to save us or not, we will not bow down to you. That's the attitude of a follower. There's something in a follower that says it doesn't matter how, what I'm going through. It doesn't matter how my situation is. I love Jesus. Amen. I love the Lord no matter what. If things are great, great. If things are bad, great. Amen. So I want to talk this morning about the right spirit of a follower. The right spirit of a follower. So now you realize I need to be a follower. I don't want to be a fan. I don't want to just be on the outside cheering, yay, 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 way to go, and watching. I want to get in. But one of the things you got to understand, and this is where most people miss it, is once you get in, you're going to have some battles. That's why people stay fans. Because it's easy to go to the game and watch the game, and whether they win or lose, you're still a fan, but you're not the one in the team that lost. You didn't get your behind whooped. You don't got to go back to practice. You didn't weren't at practice, amen? You weren't doing any of those things. You just watched the game. We don't realize how much preparation goes into any kind of event where the fans just watch, Amen? And so we got to get to a place we understand, if I'm going to take the step and go from being a fan to a follower, I'm going to have some battles. I'm going to have some, uh, uh, some objections. I'm going to have some distractions. I'm going to have some problems. But greater, as Paul said this morning, greater is he that is in me than all the things I'm going through in this world. Can you say amen? So Daniel chapter 5, I want to read one verse in the chapter, 5th chapter, sorry, three verses, and then I want to go over to Daniel 6 and read a story. So if you're in Daniel 5, say amen. amen. It says in verse uh, 10, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came to the banquet hall, and the queen spoke, saying, O king, live forever. Don't let your thoughts trouble you, nor let your countenance change. There is a man in your kingdom... In whom the spirit of the in whom is the spirit of the holy God. Underline that right there. Write that in your notes right there. Ask yourself the question this morning: Is the spirit of the living God in you? Amen. And is it is it active? 
Is it moving? Is it working? Is it daily affecting your life, your decisions, and who you are? Amen? I want the world to know. Now, as we read this right here, and then we get over to 6, I want you to realize that this woman, this queen, is talking to the king about Daniel. I want the world to talk about me and what God is in me. I want the world to talk about the God in me. How many want your coworkers, your family, your friends to say there's something about that follower? They don't know who you are, what you're about, why you're the way you are, but there's something about you. We've got to remember that, that people are watching us, that people are looking at us, that if we're saying we're a believer in Jesus Christ, they're not going to watch how we react when everything's good. They're going to sit back and wait till something goes bad. Then they're going to see how we act. Because anybody can act right when it's good. But it's in the midst of the trial where not only God builds us, but the world sees us, and God gets glory by how we react to the world's problems. So in this thing, she said, this woman is talking about Daniel, and she recognizes as a non-believer the spirit of a holy God is upon him. And then it says, And in, these day, in the days of your father light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. This is, this is, she's talking to Nebuchadnezzar's son now. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. And watch verse 12. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit. I want you to underline that and write that down in your notes. Knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Bel. Now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. So I want you to see there in chapter 5 that one of the spirits of a follower is an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit. And we're going to come back to that in a second and go over that in just a moment. Now I want you to go over to Daniel 6. I did this as well on Wednesday. I don't usually read this much scripture, not because we don't want to, but because there's so much to be said, but... Some of these stories, if you don't read it, it doesn't make sense. So here we are in the book of Daniel. For those that don't know, Daniel is one of the major prophets, and he is one of the guys who really, really said a lot about what's going on right now in the world. And you can read the book of Daniel, and if you learn to interpret it right, you can, it's like reading the newspaper today. It's a trip. It's saying everything that's going on, and that's another theme, of course, last days and all that. But Daniel was a, was a mighty, mighty man of God, and we see that he was the one that appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember that? He put them as leaders under him. They went through their fire, and now it's Daniel's turn to have his test. And all Daniel's doing is what's right. That's another bad thought we have as Christians sometimes. We think I must be doing something wrong because I'm having all these battles. No. If you're a follower of Christ, you're doing something right, the enemy's going to fight you. He's not going to just sit back and let you do it. There's always opposition. How many know that in anything that grows you, opposition has to exist? From the very most simple thing of weightlifting, if you want to have any kind of muscle tone, you have to have resistance. That's why it's heavy. And as you lift your arm up, what builds that muscle is not coming down, but sorry, not going up, but coming down is the resistance. 
It's the resistance of the muscle that causes it to grow. And we must have resistance as believers if we're going to grow. Some of you say, well, I'm not growing. Maybe you're not standing in the resistance. When resistance comes as a follower, the right spirit says, okay, it's time to get my gloves on. It's time to get my work clothes on. I'm not going to run. Fans run from the problems. Followers stand up to them. Fans go the opposite direction. When the going gets rough, fans get running. Followers say, okay, I've had a little bit of mountaintop. I've had a little bit of blessing. Uh, Things have been good, but here comes a fight. All right, I'm going to understand this, and I'm going to get my fighting clothes on. And as long as i got to fight, I'm going to fight, and I'm going to win this battle. And then I'm going to stand up on the mountaintop again. And then I'm probably going to have to go back into the valley again. And then when I get in the valley, I'm going to fight again. Then I'm going to come out, and I'm going to stand on the top again. And then when I get on the top, I'm going to say, thank God. But it's over and over, battle after battle, fight after fight. But don't run from it. Run to it. Because God is with you. And that's where your growth comes. That's where the experience comes. That's where your faith grows. Say, man, I wish I had a story. Well, have you stood up to the devil? Have you said, God, test me. And know my heart this morning. This man right here was another example of a man who stood up and said, God, I'm not going to worry about what everybody else says or thinks about me. I just care what you think and what you say about me. So now he's set in a place. He's an, all he's doing is answering these dreams. He didn't ask for it. Some of you didn't ask for the gift you have, but you're going to have to give account for it. Did you get that? You might not have asked for the gift you have, but you're going to have to give an account for it. So here's Daniel just doing what he does. And no one else in the whole kingdom can answer these dreams. And then they call him in, and he says it, and he says, this is what it means. And so as he does it, he keeps getting promoted. God keeps promoting him. And so he's here in Daniel 6. Read with me real quick. It says, it pleased Darius. Now, Darius, so you don't know, Belshazzar is killed. Okay, he's Nebuchadnezzar's son because he is rebellious against God, and he, God takes him out. And now Darius is in charge, and he sets over the kingdom 120 satraps, which is another word, is rulers. To be over the kingdom and over these, these three governors of whom, look at this, Daniel was one. You think God can't put a man or a woman in a place of strategic blessing and favor? Amen? He does. Here's the man of God right here in the middle of the three highest people in the whole nation. And look at this. This Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps. Now watch. Why? Because he was lucky. Because he was wealthy. Why? Why was he so blessed? Why was he so favored? Why was he lifted up over everybody else? Because there was an excellent spirit in him. Write this down. An excellent spirit is a choice. God's not going to throw an excellent spirit on you. Excellent spirit is a choice. It's you being right and trying to be right, and striving to be right, and working on being right, and having a right spirit at all times. Not when you feel like it. Not when everything's right. Having an excellent spirit is when everything's wrong, everything's right, everything's good, everything's bad. An excellent spirit is something that goes like this through the midst of all the problems. It's consistent. 
It doesn't waver. I'm not saying it doesn't waver a little. There's no way you could not waver a little. But it doesn't go down and up. And down and up. If you look yourself in the mirror spiritually, sometimes you might get depressed because all you do is go down and up. I'm not talking to anybody in here, right? We struggle with that as human beings. But the attitude has to be, I'm going to keep an excellent spirit at all times. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So on that excellent spirit, you know, when we talk about excellence, that means everything. Everything. That means time management. That means getting to places you say you're going to go. That means standing behind your word. That means putting the things of God first in everything. Amen? How many know that this is a great time for this message because here we are coming into June. Can you believe we're already halfway through this year? Is anybody else going crazy? It's unbelievable how fast these years are going. Here we are halfway through the year, and as we stand here in the month of June, church, We've got to be careful because there's something about the summer months that can cause us to get lazy. It's hotter than you know what, H-E double hockey sticks outside. And all you want to do is sit in the A.C. and not move. And I don't blame you. But this is a time we've got to be careful to not let the weather and school being out and all these different things cause us to get lazy. We've got to keep an excellent spirit all year long. Amen? And God is looking for these things, and I'm going to show you some things that's going to happen from it that will make you want it, but you've got to want to have an excellent spirit. So the story goes on to say that as he has this excellent spirit, the king thought to setting him over the whole realm. See, when you, and here's another thing you can write down, when you have an excellent spirit, it brings favor. Favor. How many want the favor of God this morning? Listen, I'm not talking about the favor of man. You have the favor of God, you'll have the favor of man. I want the favor of God. And an excellent spirit brings that. And this man says, man, there's something of, you know, the world will do it without even knowing it. They'll push you up because their God's behind them pushing you up. And he gets pushed into, well, I'm going to put this guy over the whole thing. So here's what happens. The governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Jealousy. Let me just give these to you real quick because otherwise you might miss them. I'm gonna, I want you to write these down, then I'm going to do the message, okay? Because I'm going to do this a little different. I know sometimes taking notes, it's hard. Three things followers are going to face, and then I'll show them to you as I read them right here, okay? Three things that as a follower, not a fan, but a follower, you're going to face. Number one, you're going to face adversity as a follower. This is where some people go, man, I, I, that doesn't sound too promising or that's not going to attract too many people. That's how Jesus talked. Jesus never promised this earth would be easy, but he said heaven would be awesome. And this is just a test and we're just passing through. And there's going to be adversity in this world. So one is adversity. Number two, jealousy. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, people are going to be jealous of you. They might not even know why they're jealous because supposedly they hate the Jesus in you, but they're jealous of you. And number three, you're going to face a narrow road. As a follower, you're going to face a narrow road. You're always going to be given, I don't know if you can see this with me, you're always going to be given two roads. 
One's going to be very narrow and very skinny and very hard, and the other one's going to be very wide and very easy. And every day you must choose to take the narrow road. When you get on that wide road, thank God for his mercy and grace, you can get back off that road and get back on the narrow. But if you're living on the wide road, you're in trouble. A follower of Jesus Christ must be on the narrow road. That means many are not going that way. How many get that? Can I move on from that? you got to get that. You cannot try to be a follower of Christ and walk the wide and easy road. It's a narrow road. So those things you're going to face. So we see this. So he says, the governors and satraps sought to find something against Daniel. Watch this. Because he was faithful, nor was there error or fault found in him. Daniel's not doing anything wrong. He's doing everything right. Then these men said, we sh we're not going to find any charge, verse 5, against Daniel, unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Oh, I hope people would know so much that I love God so much that, that, that they, they just, that's all they talk about is my name and God. How many want that? Something about that person. That's a godly person. So these governors and satraps started a plan, verse 6, and said, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, satraps, counselors, and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any God or man for 30 days, watch this, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. That's a narrow road. This decree gets made and says, pray your God in these next 30 days and you're going to be lion food. pretty strong now king established verse 8 the decree and signed the writing that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians which does not alter therefore the king Darius signed the written decree so Daniel is faced with his adversity he's been faced with jealousy and now he's looking at the narrow road guess where he's at right now and guess what guess what Daniel does Daniel does what followers do. They keep following. Daniel does what people of God do that don't base their love for the Lord on their circumstances or their situations. Followers do the same thing every week. Followers go to church. Followers pray. Followers read the word. Followers witness. Followers outreach. Followers pay their tithes. Followers fast. Followers do what followers do. Amen? And they do it every week and every year and every month and every day, and they don't waver from it. It's not seasonal. They just do it. Hopefully you got that. It doesn't, it doesn't be affected by what's going on around them. Their following Jesus affects the other things. So here's Daniel hearing the words, okay, they're jealous, they hate me, here's a narrow road, I better stay, I, I'm just going to be quiet for 30 days. I'm, I'm just going to lay low for 30 days. Let's watch what Daniel does, a true follower of Jesus Christ. What do you mean Jesus? He's not in the Old Testament. Yeah, he is. Now Daniel knew, watch this, that the writing was signed and he went home. 
And in his upper room, that means visibility. With his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. Can I read that to you again? Because there's so much in there right now, I could have done the whole message on that verse. He went home. Some people need to come home. And he went to the upper room. That's where they got filled with the Holy Ghost. But the upper room is also a visible place. He did not go and hide. And it says he opened his windows up towards Jerusalem. He did not hide his faith. Not only did he say, I'm not, not going to pray. I'm going to pray like I pray every day. And the way I pray is openly. So people can hear me. This is why we teach you to pray out loud. This is why we teach you. You don't have to scream. But Daniel was not meditating in his room or they would not have heard him. His windows were open and he was praying loud enough for them to hear him. And it wasn't that he was doing it that day because he wanted to be heard that day. The Bible says he did that as was his custom since his early days. You need to learn as a believer some things that you've got to do to make it. Amen. And one of them is prayer. We'll never ever get this 100%, but I hope we try. Prayer is the key to the kingdom of God. We must be people of prayer. And you see here that the Bible says he prayed three times. That means, it doesn't mean that three is the perfect number or five or four or two. It means he had a set time to pray. It didn't mean, well, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and if I find time during the day, I'm going to pray. He had a set time that he prayed. And he said, that's an appointment with the Lord. See, we make an appointment for our nails and our haircuts and our hobbies and our jobs and make appointments for everything in the world, but we never make an appointment with God. And we wonder sometimes why we're not walking with the blessing and the favor of God. I'm not saying that to be mean or condemn you. I'm asking you to think about it. Why don't we put prayer on our agenda? Why don't we put spending time with the Lord? Why don't we put reading the word in there and doing these things and making it a habit? We have so many habits, but sometimes church and prayer and tithing and giving and fasting and all the things that Christians do aren't habits. They're burdens. Come on, don't shout me down now. I had you clapping a few seconds ago. These are the things, these are the ingredients that followers do and they make it a habit. And you don't have to say, well, I think I'll try that or maybe I'll pray today. That's something we do. That's how we make it. Daniel was doing something. He wasn't going to change who he was for the circumstances. God's not looking. Is it the chameleon that, 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 that blends in with everything? God's not looking for chameleon Christians. Whoever I'm hanging out with, that's what I act like. God's asking us to be light everywhere we go and be who we are everywhere we go. Amen? If we pray for food when nobody's around, we pray for food when everybody's around. If we pray for food in the house, we pray for food in the middle of Applebee's too. And we pray for the waitress or the waiter as they walk by too. We don't just do it when it's convenient. 
Amen. We stand up for Jesus all the time. I'm trying to show you there was a spirit in Daniel that we must have as followers of Jesus Christ this morning. Let me get through this real quick. I may have to take this into tonight because I don't have time to get it all right now. Write these five qualities down. Because I want to make sure I get them out. Number one, these are qualities we just read. Blameless. Be blameless. That does not say perfect because we cannot be perfect. But blameless means not being able to be accused of anything. Not perfect. We cannot be, we can strive for perfection and God wants us to. But blameless means I'm watching everything I do and I'm covering my grounds and I'm making sure that no one at any time can accuse me of something wrong. Conscious. Consciously thinking about it. Consciously making sure if someone lent something to me, I gave it back. Someone lent, borrowed money, I lent it back. Somebody, or paid it back. Whatever it is, there's a bill paid. I got to get take it, that taken care of. It's, it's making sure that I'm blameless in everything. Things are going to slip through the cracks. Things are going to get past you. But there's a consciousness that's saying, God, I want to be right at all times in your eyes. I want to be holy as you are holy. I want to be righteous. Second one is faithful. Faithfulness. We need more faithfulness. 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 Third one I already said is the excellent spirit. Did you know that Esther's are one of our greatest examples of a woman who had that favor of God? And that's a whole other story. It's a longer book than Daniel. But in Esther 2.15, the Bible says she obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So as men and as, as women, we have to be walking in a way that we obtain favor with the world as they see us. Because if you're truly walking in the way God wants you to walk, the world will not be able to do anything against you. They'll try. They'll plot They'll bring adversity. They'll be jealous. But as you look at the end of the book and every story, they always come out shining like gold. But the Bible never promised they would not go through the fire. We talked about that on Wednesday. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are one of the greatest stories in the Bible, but they had to go through the fire. A lot of us want the end result, and we want the great storyline, and we want the testimony, and we want to say, God is good, but we don't want to go through the fire. But what's the promise? That he will walk with us through the fire. Number four, prayer life. These are five qualities of a person who has the spirit of a follower. A prayer life. There's a reason why we have prayer before services. It's not just to say we have it. It's for you to get into a habit of praying. I'll never be happy until I see everybody get to the prayer room. It's not, it's not just for certain people. The prayer room's for everybody. It doesn't say they're on the engine room, and you guys can look back there for a second in case you don't know where it's at. The engine room back there, is, it's the prayer room. It doesn't say leaders and praise worshipers and, and certain people. It's everybody. Prayer's for everybody. Everybody. You'd be amazed, I've said it a million times, but I'm going to say it a million one. You'd be amazed at how much more the word would sink in if you got here a few minutes early 
and walked in that prayer room and got on your knees for a few minutes and talked to the Lord and got ready for the service. You'd be amazed it wouldn't take two or three songs to get your flesh out the way. Can I just chase a rabbit for a second? I'm sorry. You'd be amazed at how much more that praise would be awesome to you. You'd be amazed at how much more the word would sink in because you've already defeated all those demons that are trying to fight you not to hear the word because you just walked in from this is the stuff that drives me crazy. I lost my keys and we try to find our keys at 10.05. I better move on. I felt that one. See, a spirit of excellency as I chase that rabbit says, I, I, I'm going to be late to, to work. Maybe I'll be late to church. But if I'm going to be on time to work, no, nah, never mind. I felt that. I'm not going to go on that. I don't want to get beat up after church. Not by Christians. I just think the spirit of excellency should run through everything we do. And I think God's kingdom should be first. I'm not condemning you. I'm encouraging you. That's my call. Church starts at 10. Let's get here before 10. Let's fill this place up and get the whole thing out. Amen? Let's get to the prayer room. Let's have a prayer life. You know why it won't work? If you, and I'm not saying you don't at all, but if you can't pray at church, how much do you think you're really praying at home? I'm just, and you might. Just a question. You establish things here at church. Some people say, I'll read the Bible, pray, and do everything at church. That's it for the week. That's not a follower. Amen? Okay, I'm going to move on. I, I'm going to hide. Lord, I'm just telling what the Bible says. Number five, oops, consistent in all they do. That's the spirit of a follower. Consistent in all they do. So I'm going to get in tonight. For those that come back, and I pray you do, I pray you come back tonight at 6. To what happens to Daniel, I'll read it. Well, go ahead. But I'm going to talk about it tonight, what happens to him and why it happens to him and why he has the favor of the Lord. Church, we're not here just passing through. We are trying to learn as believers, and the musicians come this morning. We are trying to learn how to be more than overcomers. God's plan is not for a church to be full of people that some are and some aren't. He wants them all to be. God doesn't want to come back for the church and the church be half empty when Jesus leaves. He wants everybody to go. God doesn't want a few chosen followers. He wants everybody to follow. He wants everybody to be blessed. But it takes some, some tenacity in your spirit and an excellent spirit to say, I'm not satisfied with just going through the motions anymore. <clears throat> God wants to raise some men and women up to be mighty warriors for the kingdom of God. Amen. And you've got it in you this morning. You've got the desire, but we've got to line the desire up with some tangible one, two, threes. God is looking this morning for that excellent spirit. It takes experience. It takes going through things over and over again. But here's the problem. A lot of times we don't get through the adversity, the jealousy, or the narrow road because we're not having those five qualities of a follower. They go hand in hand. Because a lot of times once the adversity begins to come, we turn. 
the, the last one there that says consistent in all they do, that means being consistent in adversity. That means being consistent in prayer. That means being consistent in faithfulness. That means being consistent in blamelessness. That means being consistent in an excellent spirit. There's going to be times you fail, make a mistake, mess up, and you're not having your A game, but it shouldn't be every day. Those days should be few and far in between, amen? We should be striving for excellence. God gave us all these stories for a reason. And when I, when I, when I get on you about things, I'm not getting on you to be mean. I'm just keeping the standard high. That's all I'm trying to do. Don't hate me. Don't get mad at me. Don't point your finger at me. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to help you. I'm just trying to raise the standard for something. You shoot for something high. Amen? And it starts with prayer. It starts with excellency. It starts with understanding as we come into summer, i got to get my mind right or I'll just scathe through summer. And I'll come back. Some, some, of, some people, we're not careful, we'll be here physically all summer, but our minds will catch up to us, but we'll be back, we'll be back in September. Amen? we got to be careful. There's certain times of the year things get crazy. I'm telling you, this heat, man, it'll melt your brains. Amen? I hate the summer. I'm going to be honest with you. I like it when it's 70. But I'm going to try to stay focused this summer, and I'm going to try to do everything I've been doing this last few months of this year through summer, and then into fall, and then into winter, and then into next year, and try to keep that excellent spirit, trying to keep that faithfulness, trying to keep a prayer life, trying to be good to my wife and love my kids, try to keep all these things going all the time. That's the spirit you see in Daniel. Many of you say, well, I know how the story ended, so I don't need to read it. I don't need to come back, but there's so much more to see. But you do know the story because most people that haven't even been to church know Daniel in the lion's den. He didn't get eaten. But how many know you can't talk about the end of the story until you talk about how they got through it? So come back tonight. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads. Let's finish up this service this morning in prayer. Lord Jesus, you placed Daniel on my heart this morning. Lord, I talked about the excellent spirit of Esther, Father, and how it brought favor to them. There's so much in the book of Esther and the book of Daniel, the book of Ruth, Lord God, and the book of Judges, and all through the Bible, Lord, where you're showing people are blessed when they're faithful to you. God it's a fact there's a big difference between the curse of God and between the adversity and the trials of being a follower and Lord I choose to be a follower this morning God I choose to have a right attitude this morning I choose to have an excellent spirit this morning and as your eyes are closed and heads are bowed one of the excellent spirits you need to have as a believer and a follower is a teachable spirit we don't get angry when the word is straightforward on an area of our life we can improve on we we thankful we thank the lord for it. daniel had a teachable spirit peter had a teachable spirit esther was taught by her uncle mordecai how to be a godly woman we can learn from people if we just have a, a spirit of excellence that says god i haven't arrived but i'm not where i used to be either. that's what i want you to look at this morning 
I want you to realize I may not be where I want to be yet, but I'm not where I used to be. Just tell that to the devil this morning because he, he'll try to get you to think you ain't done nothing, you haven't gained any ground, you're not going anywhere. Just say, you know what, you're right, devil. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be either. I'm making some ground. I'm going forward. I'm, and I'm going to keep an excellent spirit. I'm going to keep an excellent spirit. I'm going to stay in love with God. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you've got to understand how important it is to stay in love with God no, more, no matter what anybody else does.